Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Good Thursday morning. Millions waking up to day four of the relentless ice storm in the south. And for many other parts of the country, it's about to get even colder. It's February 2nd. This is today. States of emergency. Problems only growing across the South this morning. Nearly half a million customers now without power, while those frigid temperatures make their way to the Northeast, set to challenge records. Everything you need to know, including a warm-up on the horizon. Saying farewell, thousands attend the funeral of Tyree Nichols. My brother was robbed of his life his passions and his talents, but not his light. The investigation into his death, new details emerging from the night of his fatal police beating. We'll have the very latest. New search, FBI agents combing through President Biden's beach house, looking for classified documents, what they found and where the investigation stands in a live report from the White House. Take two, NFL legend Tom Brady retires again. I really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. This morning, the new tributes to his record-breaking career and what Brady's future might hold. Those stories plus seeing green, stunning images of that rare comet streaking by Earth for the first time in 50,000 years. And shadow games. It's Groundhog Day, so will we get an early spring or six more weeks of winter, the big prediction, as we mark 30 years of the beloved Bill Murray classic. Today, Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome to today. Nice to have you along with us. You know, Hoda's and with Jenna, they yes. took the fourth hour on the road. They were like, what's the one of the coldest places That's you could right. possibly go? They're in Quebec City this morning. We're going to check in with them a little bit later. It was sub-zero. Uh, they're dealing with the same frigid temperatures that tens of millions are facing here at home. The question this morning, of course, how long is all of this going to last? Yeah, it said, how long will they last? How long will Hoda and Jenna last? How long will the temps last? Well, guess what? Today is Groundhog Day. Perhaps we'll learn. This is a live look at Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania, where Punxsutawney Phil is about to emerge and make his yearly prediction. But across the South, guess what? They're focused on the icy here and now. As we said, it is day four of that massive ice storm. In Texas alone, nearly 400,000 people are without power right now. Travel being disrupted on the roads and at the airports. And that cold is continuing to expand. Take a look. These are expected wind chill temps in the northeast for Saturday morning. Minus 11 here in New York, minus 24 in Boston, and in Caribou, Maine, yes, that's right, minus 54. Al's got the forecast details, but first, NBC's Guad Venegas joins us from West Memphis in Arkansas talking about that ice storm. Guad, good morning. 
Savannah, good morning. It is still below freezing point here, and it's been a real nightmare with this deadly storm for everyone stuck in the region and also those that had to travel. The NBA had to postpone a game because the Pistons got stuck in Dallas. They couldn't get back to Detroit in time to face the Wizards, so that got postponed as the ice storm warning remains in effect. This morning, America's heartland reeling from the impact of yet another day of that deadly ice storm. It's scary. Definitely scary. I can tell you that. It's very slippery out here. The brutal combination of freezing rain and sleet disrupting life all week long for tens of millions across the south central part of the country. It's one of the worst, probably one of the worst. At least eight people have died in weather-related car wrecks. Across the region, metro areas from Dallas to Memphis paralyzed by the ice. In Texas, where a football field looks more like an ice rink, cars struggling to stay on the crippling roads. In Tennessee, a semi flipped on its side, shutting down both sides of this interstate. Streets and roadways from Texas to Tennessee have been completely frozen, leading to these treacherous conditions. If you scratch on the surface, you'll notice the thick layer of ice. Those choosing to still use the roads, witnessing the danger firsthand. We had a car lose control right in front of us. At that point, we're like, oh, okay, we should probably go back to our room now. <laughs> More than 2,000 flights canceled on Wednesday, with another nearly 4,000 delayed. The storm system also downing trees and power lines. In the Lone Star State, the hardest hit, hundreds of thousands are without power. Emergency crews there working around the clock. In the Northeast, New York City recording its first measurable snowfall of the season and ending a streak of 328 days. <laughs> but the frigid mess couldn't keep many people, including Olympic skater Ashley Kane, from taking to the streets to enjoy the ice. And you see those videos. I, I want to show you. I'm going to carefully slide back here. We're at a park, and as you can see, this park is like a giant ice skating rink. In fact, if I had skates right now, I could probably go all around here. All of yesterday, we were in downtown Memphis, and it was the same thing. It was probably easier to use skates to get around than to walk or use any type of vehicle. And that's what it's like here as the ice storm warning uh, remains in effect until later today, Savannah. All right, well, just be careful, Gua. We're all holding our breath as yeah. you did that. Thank you very much. Very impressive, though, seeing him like yeah. s slide and talk at the same time. Uh, Mr. Roker, tens of millions right now affected yeah. by this. Yeah, I, I tell you, stretching now pretty much 23 million people. Uh, and as we put the radar in here for the ice storm warnings, winter storm warnings, and put the temperatures in, you can see. So Dallas, 32. You see that frozen precip. Lufkin, Texas, 37. Houston, 41. That's where the rain is. Little Rock, you've got snow, or I should say a freezing mix to your south. Memphis, same thing. Nashville as well. So this system is moving to the east. Heavy rain as this draws in warmer moisture air from the Gulf. It becomes heavy rain. Strong storms for the central Florida panhandle then continues to push through tomorrow. The cold front path, path, tracks right across central Florida. So strong storms from Jacksonville all the way down to Miami. Now we've got 42 million people from the Dakotas to New England and the northeast under wind chill advisories, wind chill watches, and wind chill warnings. Here comes this Arctic front. 
Fargo today, three below. That's 22 degrees below average. Cedar Rapids, 24, 28 in Omaha, Green Bay, 21. Tomorrow, those temperatures start to drop during the day on Friday. So Algonquin, 15 degrees. New York City, we're going to top out at 29. That's 11 degrees colder. Indianapolis, 22. And then Saturday morning, the bottom drops out. Air temperature, Boston, minus one. Wind chill, minus 24. Albany, minus six. Wind chill, minus 26. Here in New York City, minus 11 for the wind chill. Oswego, New York, home of the Great Lakers, uh, minus 25 wind chill. But the good news is, gang, things bounce back quickly. By Monday, Buffalo, you're at 34. Philadelphia, uh, by 55 degrees by Tuesday. Lexington, you'll see temperatures of 60. So it's a short-lived cold blast, and then temperatures warm up. All right. Thanks, buddy. Oh, thank you. And now to that emotional funeral service for Tyree Nichols, blending a celebration of his life with new calls for change, police reform in the wake of the 29-year-old father's brutal beating at the hands of Memphis officers. NBC's Priscilla Thompson was at the church. She joins us now. Priscilla, good morning. Savannah, good morning. Thousands turned out to pay their respects. Many of the people I spoke with said they were horrified by what they saw in that video and felt compelled to be here to support Tyree Nichols's family. In Memphis, a celebration of a young life cut short. Tyree Nichols' funeral filled with songs of hope, prayers of comfort, and calls for action. His legacy will be one of equal justice. It will be the blueprint going forward family and friends gathered to say goodbye to the 29 year old Tyree was a beautiful person and for this to happen to him is just unimaginable vice president kamala harris attended wednesday's service urging congress to pass the george floyd justice and policing act was not it in the interest of keeping the public safe that tyree nichols would be with us here today The families of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd also in attendance. Nichols, who leaves behind a four-year-old son, remembered for his love of photography and skateboarding. My brother was robbed of his life, his passions, and his talents. Nichols laid to rest as the investigation into his fatal beating continues. NBC News has obtained an unofficial copy of the initial police report filed after the incident. The DA's office confirmed it's reviewing an official report that matches the account of the one received by NBC News. That account shows many discrepancies between what officers say happened and what's on video. It says Nichols started to fight detectives after being pulled over. But body cam footage shows an officer pulling Nichols out of his car and shoving him to the ground. The document also says Nichols grabbed for an officer's gun, something not seen on video. Officers were heard talking about that after the incident. He literally had his hand off my gun. The report we obtained does say officers pepper sprayed, tased, and struck Nichols several times, but no mention of them repeatedly kicking or punching him. Now, Nichols' family intensifying their search for answers about his death, while also remembering his life. I'll never forget my brother. I'll never forget my Gemini twin. I love you. As for the next steps in the investigation, Priscilla, we're learning overnight about yet more footage to be released. What do you know? 
Yeah, Savannah, there's about 20 hours of footage that has not yet been released, according to the district attorney's office. He says that while the video relevant to the beating has been released, his investigation is now focused on what was captured after uh, the beating and after the ambulance took Tyree Nichols away as his office explores the potential for additional charges. And the city of Memphis says they do intend to release the entirety of the video and audio publicly once their internal investigations conclude something that we expect to see happen in the next few weeks. Savannah? All right, Priscilla, thank you. Also this morning, there's new fallout over President Biden's classified documents controversy following the latest FBI search, this time at the president's beach home in Delaware. NBC's chief White House correspondent, Kristen Welker, has more on that. Kristen, good morning to you. So let's start there. Do we know this morning what the agents found during that search? We are hearing a little bit about what they found, Craig, and just big picture first. This is significant. This new development does come as a special counsel is investigating President Biden's handling of classified materials. According to the president's personal attorney, the FBI did not find any classified documents when they searched the president's house in Rehoboth Beach. But they did take some handwritten notes and other materials. So we'll continue to track that. The search was planned. It was done in cooperation with the president's legal team. That's also according to Mr. Biden's attorney. Now, the FBI also searched the president's Wilmington home, Craig, just as a reminder, that happened last month, where they did find classified items. And this all started when the president's lawyers found documents at his think tank here in Washington. Remember, that happened the week before the midterms, but the Biden team did not disclose that until more than two months after and only after a media reported it first. So we'll continue to track all of those developments. And, and Kristen, while I have you, I want to ask you about something else here. Uh, another Biden in the spotlight this morning, Hunter Biden, and it's involving his much talked about laptop once again. What, what's the latest with that? Yeah, that's right. Well, we are tracking what appears to be an aggressive new legal strategy. Hunter Biden trying to go on offense as House Republicans are preparing investigations into him and his business dealings. We could see that as soon as next week. Hunter Biden's lawyers writing a letter to the DOJ and Delaware attorney general asking them to criminally investigate some of former President Trump's allies. You know these names, Rudy Giuliani, Steve Bannon, for what they allege is trafficking in stolen information, including data possibly from his laptop and an effort to weaponize the contents from that laptop against President Biden. Now, the laptop, you may remember, was at the center of a series of salacious and frankly, damaging media stories about the president's son, a lot of them before the 2020 election, including alleged emails related to his business dealings overseas. And Republicans have really tried to seize on this, alleging Hunter Biden has tried to profit off his father's political career. For his part, President Biden has denied knowledge of his son's business dealings. Now, a representative for Giuliani, we reached out to him, told NBC News, Raising concerns now indicates just how devastating the texts and videos from Hunter's laptop truly are. A really defiant Steve Bannon said, I thought Biden told us it was all Russian disinformation. We did reach out to the Justice Department as well, Craig. They have not responded to our request for comment. And Hunter Biden has previously denied wrongdoing here. It's also worth reminding everyone Hunter Biden also faces an ongoing federal criminal probe focused on taxes and other issues. Craig. Our chief White House correspondent, Kristen Walker Force. Kristen, thank you. Well, more drama is expected today at the double murder trial of Alec Murdoch, the high profile former South Carolina attorney accused of killing his own wife and son. Prosecutors now introducing new evidence they say puts Murdoch at the scene of the crime. NBC's Katie Beck is at the courthouse for us. Katie, good morning.
Good morning, Savannah. We expect the judge to rule today on whether or not Alec Murdoch's alleged financial crimes will be allowed into this case as evidence. Prosecutors say it is critical to establish a motive. Prosecutors also yesterday introducing cell phone video. They say places Alec Murdoch at the crime scene minutes before the murders. Give it. This morning, pivotal cell phone evidence brought to light in the double murder trial of former high-profile attorney Alec Murdoch. Prosecutors using the video to call Murdoch's alibi into question. He says he was not at the scene of his wife Maggie and son Paul's murders. The court watching this video filmed on his son Paul's phone the night of the killings. The prosecution alleging one of the three voices in the video was Alec Murdoch's. You can tell that they're different voices. Lieutenant David Britton Dove, a computer crime supervisor for the South Carolina law enforcement, testifying the video appeared to be recorded near the Murdoch family's kennels, not far from where Maggie and Paul's bodies were later found. In his 911 call on the night of the murders, Murdoch claimed he discovered his wife and son's body upon returning home. Did you hear anything, or did you come home and find them? I've been gone. I, I just came back. According to the state's timeline, the video at the kennels taken at 8.44 would have been filmed just minutes before Maggie and Paul were murdered. Alec Murdoch visibly emotional while the clip played in court. Later, Rogan Gibson, a longtime friend of Paul's, taking the stand. Gibson asked if he recognized all three voices in the video. I did. And what voices did you hear? Paul's, Miss Maggie, Miss Taylor. And how sure are you now? Positive. Gibson also testified that Paul called him from the kennel that night at 840 and recalls hearing Alec in the background. The defense asking Rogan about the family dynamic between the three, which he called loving. Can you think of any circumstance that you can envision, knowing them as you do, where Alec would brutally murder Paula Magna. Not that I can think of. Now, the final witness on the stand yesterday was another close friend of Paul Murdoch's who also heard that cell phone audio and says that that third voice is 100% Alec Murdoch. Savannah. All right, Katie Beck following the case for us. Thank you. Lots more to get to on a Thursday morning, including some spectacular images of a rare green comet that hasn't been this close to Earth in nearly 50,000 years. NBC's Tom Costello covers Space Force. He's been following this comet. 50,000 years, Tom? <laughs> 50,000 years. The last time this comet visited Earth was in the Upper Paleolithic era, during the time of the Neanderthals. That means cavemen were the last to see this comet light up the sky. It's going to come within 27 million miles of Earth. That's still 100 times further away than the moon, so it's no threat to Earth. It's essentially a big snowball made of frozen rock and dust. Astronomers think that it, la it, it, it they saw it rather last March from an observatory in Southern California. And what makes this comet so unique, so cool, is that green glow. It, it almost looks like the northern lights in the images, that emerald coloring. It comes from the presence of carbon in the cloud of gas 
that surrounds the comet nucleus. So the center of the comet, really, it's just beautifully striking, isn't it? Tom, Thank you so much. We were laughing about, like, could the cavemen see it if they didn't have telescopes? And, Al, you were saying... Well, there, there was li- literally no surface light. So maybe they did so see they it. Might, well, you're 90% Neanderthal. <laughs> that is true. You're, That's what Ancestry.com that's says. That's true. <laughs> you probably sensed that. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll ask a relative. <laughs> uh, let's show you what we've got going on for today. Nice report, Tom. Thanks so much. Next, Arctic Chill coming on in sunny and mild out west. Our friends there deserve it. That morning ice continues in Texas. Heavy rain through the Gulf Coast and warm again in Texas. Miami yesterday set a record, 85 degrees. It's going to be in the mid-80s again there today. And that is your latest weather. Thank you, Mr. Roker. Al Rowe, live long and prosper. Thank you. Thank you. Still ahead, what does Tom Brady's future hold after the NFL legend retires for a second time? Kaylee Hartung, this time he means it, right? He says he does, Savannah. You know, his name has become synonymous with greatness, and he leaves the NFL holding every record a quarterback could dream of. Well, as he says this time, retirement's for good. Coming up, I'll tell you about the 375 million reasons why Brady will stay close to the game. <laughs> All right, Kaylee, thank you. And we got Mike Tirico. Yes. All right, Tirico. There he is. We got to hear his take. You know, he's been following Tom Brady since the draft. That's wow. right. And college, Tirico was there. Also had this morning another huge announcement from a superstar, Beyonce, revealing her first solo tour in nearly a decade. The question a lot of fans are asking this morning, though, will Ticketmaster be ready to handle the demand? Uh Uh-oh. But first, this is today on NBC. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Punxsutawney Phil, ladies and gentlemen. I see that everyone knows their part, and I am merely the sage. But above all else, I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. (laughs) Well, there you have it, Al. Sorry. We're, we're listening to Punxsutawney Phil this morning. He is predicting six more weeks of winter up in Gobbler's Knot, Pennsylvania. We'll bring in Al. We'll bring in Chanel. 
do you feel like that pang of jealousy when you see Punxsutawney <laughs> Phil doing your job? I hate you went that to rodent. school for <laughs> I hate that rodent. That little vermin. That vermin. <laughs> well, Al, this one, this will cheer you up okay. because actually coming up, we're going to mark 30 years of the movie Groundhog good. Day. I like that. Which Al can pretty much quote verbatim. It does every morning. It's yeah, so good. Let's, it's, we got to play uh, I Got You, Babe. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to do it. So wait do you see how that Bill Murray classic has turned one small town in Illinois into a surprising tourist hotspot? All right. Don't yeah. drive angry. Uh, <laughs> let's get to your 730 headlines on a Thursday morning. The United States and the Philippines announced plans this morning to expand America's military presence in the Southeast Asian nation. U.S. forces will have access to four new military bases as they look to deter China's increasingly aggressive actions in the region. The agreement was reached as Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was in the country for talks about deploying U.S. forces and weapons in more Philippine military camps. President Biden met privately with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy for more than an hour yesterday. No signs of a breakthrough on the debt ceiling, though. McCarthy struck a somewhat optimistic tone after the meeting, saying, quote, there is an opportunity to come to an agreement. The White House described the talks as frank and straightforward. But both sides are still dug into their positions. Republicans saying they want spending cuts if they want votes to raise the debt limit. The White House saying it's separate and calling that a non-starter. A happy ending this morning for a German shepherd that fell down a 30-foot hole in San Diego. Firefighters were called in yesterday afternoon. They used a ladder, truck, and several ropes. And after several hours, were able to lasso the dog and here pull him up. Here we go. He's up. He's coming. Oh. Come on. Yes. He's up. My goodness. The dog named Indy, by the way, had a few cuts and was covered in mud. But other than that, he's okay. And he's expected to make a full recovery. Wow. Right. Don't know how that happened, but he's okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also this morning, a lot of speculation over the future of NFL legend Tom Brady after the star quarterback revealed he is once again retiring. His announcement is a video on social media. It caused a stir in the sports world and beyond, a sense of deja vu, perhaps. We're going to talk with Mike Tirico in a moment. But first, NBC's Kaylee Hartung has more on Brady's big news and career. Kaylee, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Now, stop me if you have heard this before. Tom Brady is officially retiring from the NFL. We are hearing it from the GOAT himself. A year after first saying he would move on from football, now he says he is hanging up his cleats for real this time. The NFL's winningest quarterback is calling it quits again. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. On Wednesday, seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady announcing the end of his more than two decades long career. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so. Brady's re-retirement comes exactly one year after he first said he was walking away from the game. But just 40 days later, Brady called an audible and returned. He spoke about the decision last June on Today. What happened at home that, that, that led you to say, you know what, I'm, I, I got to get back out there? I think personal conversations um, with people that support me, obviously I don't have a lot left. I mean, this is a game for young people. You know, I just think competitively, I felt like, you know, I got to give it another chance. Playing first for the Patriots, then the Buccaneers, Brady's prolific career stat sheet boasts more than 89,000 yards passing, 649 touchdown passes, and 251 wins, all NFL records. Thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. The announcement comes after a tumultuous 23rd season, the only losing season of his career. 
As it began, Brady showed signs of stress off the field. I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on, so... You know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. Two months later, he and supermodel Giselle Bündchen finalized their divorce after 13 years of marriage. Bündchen commenting on Brady's latest announcement, writing, wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life. Now, as fans flood social media with tributes, all eyes are on the GOAT's next play. Just hours before going public about his retirement, he was on the red carpet for the premiere of the film 80 for Brady and has already signed a 10-year, $375 million contract with Fox Sports to become an NFL analyst, signaling Brady won't be far from the game he loves. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. You can see him tearing up there. And Tom Brady's already started building his empire off the field. He has his own production company, his successful health and wellness brand, TB12 Sports. There's a clothing line and, yeah, that monster sports broadcasting contract. But no matter what he does next, his legacy in the NFL will be the stuff of legend. And, guys, the Buccaneers pointed out if you broke his career up into parts— he would have a case for immortalization in the Hall of Fame for every decade he has been in the league. We'll see you in Canton, Tom. Savannah? All right. Kaylee, thank you. NBC Sports' Mike Tirico has been covering Tom Brady since his college days at Michigan. Called three of Brady's games this season. So, Mike's got the cred. Good morning. Hey, Mr. Tirico. Good morning. Hey, so, Mike, I mean, I guess it's appropriate we're having this conversation on Groundhog Day since, you know, it's, <laughs> we've been here before. But, I mean, exactly. it does it does seem real this time if you watch that yeah. video, Mike. What do you think led to this decision? Why do you think he decided now is the time to, to, to step away for good? Yeah, let's start with this. He's 45. He's six years older than any other quarterback who was playing in the NFL this past year. So he's well beyond the expiration date of quarterbacks to begin with. And he threw the most passes, completed the most passes. I think it was eighth in touchdown passes this year. So he still physically had it. I think it's just time. Uh, Mm. Kaylee talked about it in her piece, all the emotional stuff that went on with Tom this year. But at some point, you can't ramp up to that level. And when you've been to the mountaintop, yeah. you want to be someplace where you're not going to be a Super Bowl champion every year. And I think that's what they were facing in Tampa this year and going forward. Well, and he has such high expectations for himself. If you were there when he was, what, 199th in the draft or yeah, whatever. I find it interesting, Mike, I was reading about him this morning, that he would always say, I'm an average quarterback. I'm actually just, he's just this prodigious hard worker who basically willed it to be with discipline. I mean, who can keep that up? No doubt, Savannah. I mean, if you ask his teammates, Tom Brady was the hardest worker. We were at Buccaneers camp in late August. Remember, he left for about 11 days or so. Tom Brady was running wind sprints. He's a 45-year-old guy. The folks there would tell us Tom's out there at the field by himself, working his body into shape. He never lost that work ethic, that chip on his shoulder that came with being the 199th pick in the draft of 2000. And watching him and his connection with New England and Bill Belichick, that was the perfect place for Brady to put that skill, that perseverance to the best possible result. And I think they both got it at the six championships that New England won with those two together. And then he won a seventh and ten. So, Mike, you know, he's, obviously he's got the TB12 brand. He's got the production yeah. company. He's got this wildly lucrative broadcasting contract. Uh, what, what do you think he does next, Mike? Or do you think he does all of those things next? 
Yes, he, he does. He does all of them. He's got Brady Brand also a line of athletic wear. I think Tom's trying to make us all believe that if we buy his athletic wear and use his TB12 products, that we're all going to look like Tom Brady <laughs> as we get older in life. It hasn't worked yet. I'm still trying. But uh, I, I think he's going to do all of that. You know, Tom is not a let's sit back and relax. He told uh, me and Chris Collinsworth and our team in September, I'm not going to miss waking up at 5.45 a.m., which is what he did every day. But he's not going to sleep until 11 or noon. Tom Brady is an active, don't let moss grow under your feet, go get it, change the world kind of guy. And I think whatever it does, whatever he does, he's going to attack that with that same work ethic that has made him the greatest football player we've ever seen. Well, he's a young man, 45. That's only old in, in yeah. NFL years. Um, and he acts, too. Don't forget oh, the 80s right. for Brady. I think he does a cameo in that. So he's got a whole Hollywood thing going on. The Renaissance man. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Take a vacation, Mike. Take a vacation. I will. <laughs> uh, when we come back on a Thursday morning, back to where it all began, we've got some news about the long-awaited Frasier revival that's going to be music to the ears of Cheers fans. But first, the Beehive is getting in formation for the Superstars <laughs> Just Announced Tour. Is that right, Emily? That's right. We know this is the Superstars' first tour in seven years, so the fans are absolutely ready for this moment. The question is, is Ticketmaster ready? That and more coming up. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. We're back, 7.44. Huge news for a lot of music fans, especially this one right here. Huge. Party on the Ticketmaster website or whatever it is. Beyonce made it official yesterday announcing that she is heading out on tour this summer. But in the wake of that uh, Taylor Swift pre-sale fiasco, there are a lot of concerns being raised this morning about whether Ticketmaster is going to be ready to handle the demand. Well, it's coming. NBC's Emily Aketa is here with that story. Emily, good morning. Uh, good morning. We know the Beehive, dare I say, is buzzing with excitement as the Renaissance World Tour kicking off in May will be Beyonce's first solo outing in seven years. As you can imagine, it's already sparked a frenzy among her fans online, all hoping to score tickets. And Beyonce's announcement comes just days before she could make even more history at the Grand. That girl, known better to her fans as Queen Bee, is back and ready to hit the road. Beyonce gearing up this morning for a world tour for Renaissance, her seventh album to hit number one on the charts and propel the superstar to the front of the pack of this year's Grammy nominees, where she's up for record, album, and song of the year, the night's top honors. Members of the Beehive hoping they won't have their souls broken ahead of tickets for the new tour officially going on sale. The Renaissance tour is happening! <laughs> Renaissance will be Ticketmaster's most high-profile test since the botched rollout of Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. I didn't get tickets to the Taylor Swift concert. 
The bad blood among the so-called Swifties. Many not ready to shake it off after issues with the site led them to not getting tickets. Some Beyonce fans worried about a deja vu. I think it's going to be like a Taylor Swift 2.0. I really do. Ticketmaster, you better figure it out. I don't know who you need to call. Ghostbusters, Tyrone, your mama, Jesus. Figure it out. The fallout from the Swift tour, which Ticketmaster blamed in part on cyber attacks, even leading to a congressional hearing over Ticketmaster and parent company Live Nation Entertainment's vast control of the concert market share. Live Nation doesn't just dominate the ticketing. It's about 70% of the big concert market. But also, they own many of the major venues. And for the venues that they don't own, they tend to lock in on three, five, seven-year agreements. Ticketmaster already warning demand for Renaissance is expected to be high. Anticipation leaving many hoping for a sweet dream over a beautiful nightmare. Ticketmaster is still using its somewhat infamous verified fan system, which allows people the chance to sign up in advance for a spot in the digital queue. But this time there's a more staggered rollout. There are windows for when fans can register depending on the location, as well as options for city card holders and Verizon Up members. Act fast, though. The deadline for Group A, which includes New York, ends tonight. I hear Group A. It's like studying for the SAT or something. I'm like, I can't handle it. Which group are you in? It's just too much. I want you to do, I'm trying to do Philly and New York. Oh, so she's in all the groups. Are both in A? No. Okay. Philly is in C. (laughs) It's a strategic. She knows. She knows. (laughs) Emily, thank you. Oh, you're on it. You're like the backup plan. The backup plan has a backup plan. It's like you're going to space or something. (laughs) You will get there. Yes. Okay. It has to happen. Look at Al's face. So, so annoying. I just go down and stand in line like we used to do. Or the guy, the old fashioned scalper. Hey, you need two? I got two. You got any? And there was always some guy next to him. I'm looking for two tickets. Yeah, the scalper. Hey, I got two tickets. Hey, just talk to each other. That's the way it is. Come on. He's got no patience for, for digital keys. I want to go and find the guy from Ticketmaster. Anyway, uh, let's show you what's going I'm just joking. Okay, <laughs> Dallas-Fort Worth, Tuesday and Wednesday, 1.3 inches of a mix of sleet and snow. Well, guess what? You add up. New York City, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, and Baltimore, they equal the amount of snow and ice that Dallas and Fort Worth got, all combined. That's crazy. For today, heavy rain down through the Gulf, warm again down through Florida, the next Arctic chill coming in, and sunny and mild out west. Man. Yeah? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was just singing. I'm sorry. You know we're on TV. Are you in the beehive? I I forgot I was on TV for a second. You can stand with us. It's fine. We'll let you come. (laughs) Thank you. Sorry. Still ahead, the new alarm being sounded with the key diabetes drug in short supply. How are people who don't have diabetes able to get those prescriptions? What our investigation by Vicki Wynn is revealing. But first, these messages. I, I, I legit don't have Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.